Hello and welcome to Lady Time. I'm your host, Jill McGregor. And today I'm going to talk about a very happy recent discovery on how to be physically pain free. I was listening to someone online and they just happened to mention that they had had an injury at one point that was going on and on for months and it prevented them from being able to do their water skiing hobby and other thing, other exercises and things that he did. And then what happened was he discovered this method called the Egoscue method. And within a couple of weeks of doing the exercise, I think he said three weeks, he was back water skiing again. So this really piqued my interest because I have started to suffer more and more with my neck and my arm and my wrist. And very recently, my thumb got really, really sore one day. Now, I'm at a desk job for a very long time. So I thought to myself, this definitely can't go on or I'll not be able to work. So I literally said to the universe, universe, I need to sort this out. And I swear to God, within a couple of days, I heard the aforementioned guy talking around that time. And he just mentioned this Egoscue method that he had uh, used and it has actually literally helped to cure cure his body. Um, so I went out, I ordered the book straight away, uh, which has a lot of great reviews. There was an incredible amount of really good reviews on the book and it's called Pain-Free by Pete Egoscue. And if you get it, get the 2021 revised and updated version because he wrote that book, I think initially in 1998. So I just got the 2021 updated version. Well, what I did was I did two exercises at first to help with this thing. And funnily enough, the exercises were not on your thumb or on your wrist. It was actually a lower back exercise. I did two exercises and it didn't even occur to me on the second morning after getting out of bed. It was later on that afternoon that I realized it just thought just came to me. I said, hang on, I got out of bed the last two mornings and I had no aches getting out of bed. And I've been quite achy getting out of bed for, God, a good couple of years and even though after I get up and move around and all the rest of it, I'd work out the achiness or whatever. This was the first time in a long time that I literally just got out of bed without any ache at all. So I am totally sold on this guy's method, even though I've only been doing it for about three weeks at this stage. And I don't know everything there is to know about him. But I'm reading the book and I'm absolutely loving the book. It's really, really well written and it's written in such a way that it's actually interesting to read. It's not like reading a boring book on exercise or training or anything like that. It's, he actually goes deep down into how the body works, why it works in the way that it does and why whatever pain you have wherever is caused and why it's caused that way. It's so, so interesting. And 
I mean, I've been to lots of therapists and physios over the years. And to be fair to my own very amazing physio, he has always told me I need to move more. He said bodies are not designed to be still. And he does actually work on getting to the root cause. So I've been very lucky with my physio. But in general, a lot of therapists just treat the symptoms. Certainly medically, they tend to treat just the symptoms and really that doesn't get to the root cause and I am the sort of person that even from my 20s and 30s on I I wanted to get to the root cause of everything that has ever gone on but I wasn't able to work out the thumb um, and so I'm very very excited about this I have to say so this is why I loved the way that Pete writes as well about the body in his book. And as I said as well, I'm still reading it. I even love the way he wrote at the beginning. <laughs> this was so funny. His note about disclaimers. I mean, you know yourself, you, you always have at the beginning of things that are to do, you know, with anything that's to do with healing or doing anything like this that this is not meant to replace or diagnose any of your advice that you might get from your doctor, replace that advice, etc. I even have that, myself and Carol even have that on, on our podcast. Well, Peter Igoscu says at the beginning of his book, it's called a disclaimer about disclaimers. <laughs> he says, if you need the disclaimers protection, close this book and don't read it, basically, um, because he believes the most important consultation is with yourself, that healthcare starts with personal responsibility. And I have to say, I really do love that because I do think that you are 100% responsible for getting yourself well and being well um i mean really no one else is going to make you well or if you make yourself unwell over time then you did it basically so you need to undo it and of course you need a bit of help and this is why i'm delighted about his help so i'm just going to cover a very small bit of what he says at the beginning of the book and i've included a link and his website and some videos I found online as well in the show notes. Right, so the first part, and you might hear me rattle with the book here. He, he starts with, he, uh, his first chapter is the modern pain epidemic. So I'm just going to read you that little bit at the beginning. He says, pain causes more of a burden on our society today than it has at any other point during history. The musculoskeletal pain, the type that comes from the bones, joints, muscles and nerves, affects more than 50% of the adult population in the United States. Uh, musculoskeletal problems are the leading cause of global disability. And despite all the advances of modern medicine, that burden has been steadily growing for the last several decades. Pain is often portrayed as one of the human body's most enigmatic curses, one with no shortage of purported cures. We have wave your wand magic potions, glitzy technology and fancy diagnoses. 
We have developed pain-killing medications that are so strong and addictive, they have become the cause of one of the most, one of the worst drug problems in humanity's history. And yet the problem persists. Pain continues to limit, even ruin millions of lives. Why? What I know is this. We have just about everything backward when it comes to how we understand, prevent and treat pain. Our pain problems persist because our modern environment and the approaches of modern medicine have not addressed the only thing that can stop pain, the source of it. Here is a funny thing. And what I've learned over my four decades of working with people in varying degrees of pain like you, the answer to this complex problem is simple. You, you have the power to fix your pain. If you stop fearing it and learn to understand it, in doing so, you will learn to trust yourself and take back control of your journey. Before we get into the intricacies of the body, in the next sections, let's think about the big picture and how we got into this painful mess to begin with. And then what he does is he mentions that in our modern society, there are three key differences compared to 50 years ago that are fueling what he calls our pain epidemic. And he calls uh, these three key differences, the triad of pain. And I'm gonna read those as well. And the first one is that we live in fear. Today's modern culture has given us a lot of great things. And he says he likes playing with his phone as much as the next person. Yet there are unintended consequences to living in a hyper fast world. Many of us have robbed ourselves of the fundamental belief that our bodies have the ability to bounce back. Growing up, you probably remember banging your knee and having a parent or coach say, shake it off, work it out, you're going to be fine. That wasn't just tough love. That was an unconscious acknowledgement of our innate resilience and the body's incredible capacity to heal all on its own. As kids, we viewed the pain from our banged knee as a message that our body was still healing. But something happens as we grow up, something that changes our innate understanding of pain's purpose. We begin to fear pain, viewing it as a problem to address rather than a message to understand. A problem requires a solution, a pill, a procedure, an expert to make it all disappear. In the end, this has hurt us. We no longer collectively have the self-reliance and emotional capacity to empower our own bodies to help us. We have become environmentally cautious and risk averse. And therefore, when something hurts, we do not intuitively know how to handle it. We have lost our childhood intuition to see pain as a message Instead, we are quick to jump to worst case scenario problems and to look for solutions outside ourselves from pills, procedures and experts. We must relearn that intuitive self-reliance if we are to be successful in our battle against pain. And that for me is so very true because I noticed as I did get older, I didn't want to move as much. 
if I got sore or painful, I was afraid to move because I thought I was going to hurt my body more. Now, I have to say my physio uh, really helped me to get over that because he kept saying, you've got to move. You're not going to hurt yourself. And when I was in India as well, just about three years ago, I was in India and I did do a, a yoga retreat and I hurt myself at the very last day of the yoga retreat. I anyway, I long story short, someone over there recommended I go to this guy. He's an Indian guy. And I went to him and he made me move. He said, no, he said, yes, you have pain. He said, but you're never going to get rid of that pain unless you move your body. And he said, I'm going to have you bending down, bending down, you know, doing, you know, touching my toes or my sorry my hands on my toes bending down by the time you finish this session and he did and he re really helped me to realize I need to move even when I'm in pain now I'm not telling people to move when they're in pain there may be different reasons that you have pain but that particular thing for me at that time uh, was right but uh, the third thing that he says uh, as part of the triad is treating symptoms is not the same. Oh no, I've read that already. Sorry, I need to go on to the third part, which is it's not just biological, it's environmental. More and more our worlds have zero physical motion. At work, at home and in our recreational environments, routine movement is becoming a thing of the past. Just think about desks and cars, smartphones and video games, televisions and computers. Think about how many hours we spend each day hunched over, crunched up and jumbled into an anatomical tangle of tendons and tissues. Food and water are available literally at our fingertips. With a click of a button, we can have groceries delivered. Go one step further to take away delivery and all the movement necessary for cooking is eliminated. Heck, one of the fastest growing recreational activities is watching people play video games. We are paying money to sit in packed arenas and watch other people sit. These motionless scenarios play out over and over, everywhere, every day. Our bodies were meant to get up and move, but collectively, we no longer do it. Your commitment to movement will provide you with the foundation for living pain-free. And then he goes on to talk about the pain cycle. And he says that these three pain problems, especially when intertwined, are the reasons why pain so frequently becomes an inescapable cycle of suffering. Fear causes us to have tunnel vision about our pain. We become more micro-focused on what hurts. Modern musculoskeletal medicine reinforces that focus with micro-tests and diagnoses that fail to capture our macro-environment. Without an understanding of our macro environment, the cause of our pain remains an unsolved mystery. So basically, you need to be looking at the bigger picture, not just focusing in on the actual uh, point of pain or the symptom itself. That uncertainty feeds into our fear, he says. 
the self-perpetuating cycle can become difficult to escape. Even if you have a proper diagnosis for your pain, a herniated disc, a migraine, arthritis, the therapy you apply can't address a root cause you don't understand. Without that understanding and a fix for pain's underlying origin, the uncertainty of when and why the pain will return becomes crippling. You become scared still. I just love that, by the way, scared still. Uh, it's so descriptive of what happens. You just don't want to move. So he goes on to say, quite literally, you're afraid to move. That is the cycle we need to break ASAP. So he says here, he has a picture in his book. It's like a circle with five points. Um, the vicious cycle of modern pain. So he starts off with, we live in a motionless world. That moves on to, we develop pain we don't understand, which moves on to, without self-reliance, we skip self-help and immediately seek help from outside experts. That moves on to, we get a quick fix to uh, our immediate problem that often fails to address the root cause of the problem, that moves on to the pain continues. And because we don't understand it, we become fearful and scared still, which moves us back to we live in a motionless world. So it's all about movement and keeping movement going. And, uh, you know, I just love this book and I really did want to share I just wanted to share it with you. And the one last little piece I'll read from his book, um, he said, movement, this is in his second chapter, movement, our survival, superpower. We are designed to move. Life may seem challenging to define in a universally accepted way, but all the characteristics frequently used in definitions involve movement, growth, reproduction, environmental responsiveness, ability to change and adapt. None of these things is static in nature. Movement is necessary for life. So much so that we have an entire sensory system dedicated exclusively to helping us move well. We are pre-programmed to sense stimuli within our environment and respond with action that increases the likelihood of our survival. This kinesthetic sense is dependent on our ability to perceive the position and movement of our body in space. This incoming sensory information allows us to adapt and maximize our function within our current environment. Refining our kinesthetic sense requires practice. An, a, an expert wilderness guide learns to recognize storm clouds on the horizon by spending day after day wandering around in the mountains. A financial expert learns to recognize advantageous trends in the stock market through years of trading experience. Mastering our ability to sense and respond to our environment require, requires repetitive opportunities to practice that skill. Movement is how we practice. During movement, our body receives feedback from the environment from which we learn to optimize our function. A young child learning to walk read readily illustrates how we refine our kinesthetic sense. 
Initially, the child will fail and fall over and over, more closely resembling a tranquilized elephant or a drunken sailor than a coordinated human being. It is a survival marvel that despite being born without the inherent knowledge that when falling forward, putting one's hand out to break the fall is protective. We have survived as a species for this long. It does not take many face plants for a young child to learn that lesson. With each early attempt and subsequent fall, the child is learning which actions are helpful and which actions are harmful to its efforts to stay upright. But that learning process is not linear. After learning to stand, an exorbitant amount of bum flopping follows. Ultimately, the child will learn the balance necessary to stay upright and master the art of bending its pudgy knees to sit down more gracefully. Until then, thank God for padded diapers, the child will plop backward time and time again. Concerned parents will question how many times the little one is going to make the same mistake. But those same parents will soon find themselves wishing their little one would master subsequent challenges just a tad, just a touch slower. Each challenge increases the child's sensitivity to feedback, allowing the child to learn faster and move on to new mistakes, correcting subsequent missteps far more quickly. Each failure gives a child yet another nugget of knowledge that moves them closer to success. Ongoing environmental interactions make us hypersensitive to feedback, allowing us to more readily recognize and learn from our mistakes. Early failures do not leave young children feeling fearful, fragile or inadequate. In fact, anyone who has spent time around young children will say the exact opposite. Despite bumbling about in their environment, young children are empowered by and all too frequently overconfident in their newly acquired movement skills. Bum flops and face plants hurt, but children do not fear pain. To children, pain provides a message about what went wrong. They course correct and move on. Each challenge and subsequent success instills in resilience, a trait we all too often lose touch with as adults. Stationary lifestyles result in fewer interactions with our environment and our sensitivity to feedback dwindles. We slowly stop recognizing and learning from our shortcomings and our confidence in our innate ability to course correct disappears. And I have noticed that myself, that I have lost a certain amount of body, bodily confidence in movement or even just jumping down from a kind of a high step or even a low wall of two feet. I've noticed myself just that little bit fearful that I might hurt my knees or something like that. Now, I often make myself do these things, um, but I really do have to make myself do it. Anyway, with that, I am going to leave it. Definitely would recommend that book. Definitely would recommend checking out Peter Goscu and his method. And I have put, as I said, I've put a few links and a link to the book and all that in as well. Just check it out. Just check out the videos first. Don't need to go buying the book. But if you do buy the book and you like that sort of thing, I think you definitely will enjoy it. So thank you for listening.
I hope you enjoyed it and got something from it, something useful from it. If you did, please do share it. And until our next episode, bye for now.